Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Gay Peas in a Podcast. In this podcast, we love to challenge our ways of thinking. We love to open our minds and spread light through honest and open conversations. That has been the aim of the season, hasn't it? As we welcome our very final episode for this season. And it's just family final I know. Episode. Just us this week. Hello, guys. Hello. Just you and I. It's, um, yeah, it's a, I said summer edition. I'm in a singlet top. Yes, you are. You're looking very summery. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, Tasmanians. I'm an honorary Tasmanian. Yeah, well, as soon as it's like over 25 degrees here in Melbourne, it's like heatwave for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're out there tanning ourselves at 21. Don't mind us while we just have a little sip of water from our... Mm. Uh, I don't know what these are. What new are New mugs they? here. Yeah, these new mugs. Mm. Uh, mm. These are our very first two gay peas in a podcast mugs. <laughs> just in time for the final episode. If anyone wants one, mm. hit us up. It's true. You might get actually family. You probably get. You'll get. You'll get one for Christmas. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Christmas presents this year. Yeah. And t-shirts. And look at this. Two gay peas in a podcast t-shirts. Look at that. It's not, it's <laughs> Who wants one? It's nothing like placement, is it? If no one. one wants any, we'll just forcefully give them to people. Wear this. So uh, we thought we'd sit down, have a chat, have a have a bit of a. Chimwag over what of the whole season and how we've been feeling over the whole season. Some of the amazing people that we've met through this season. I know. It's been an amazing journey. Starting the potty, moving to Melbourne. It's been a crazy year. And it just gets crazier as we will dive into it, in this episode. It does. Mm. We started off saying why we wanted to do the podcast in the first place was just putting content out there. We talked a, 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 quite a bit about this, about being creative during the potty uh, and uh, being a bit more vulnerable and showing everyone yeah. who we really are. Having some creative outlet too because uh, moving to Melbourne, it was, it was a big move, um, taking some risks in a creative sense. Really, you know, Bevan's from here, but I came <laughs> here to progress in parts of my creative career. Has and it been paying off? <laughs> well, this is exactly what has been so good about the potty is because when we first got here, I was like, ah, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? I have nothing to do. I have nothing to work on. It's so hard. No one wants to take me on. I couldn't get a manager here husband. in Melbourne. Except my... <laughs> yeah, well, you're always there by my side. I know. <laughs> but, you know, being a, like... In a creative job, I, I, well, for me anyway, I always have this anxiety and like, oh, I'm not going to, I have no work, woe is me, and then you get a job and it's all incredible and then the job finishes and you go straight back into, oh, what am I going to do next? What am I doing with my life? So this podcast has been incredible because it gave us something creative to do yes. right through this year. I, I say to Matt often is, well, what would you rather do? Would you rather go and have a job that might bring in income so we can buy more stuff? Mm-hmm. But come home and look out the window and say, what am I doing with my life? Or throw your life open to endless possibilities and pursue what your heart wants to do. Uh, but yet yeah, has some consequences on, on the side is that from a society point of view, maybe not earn as much. Yeah, that's it. Um, people keep asking, you know, how things are going. It's hard because society generally looks at you as like, so what are you doing? <laughs> For sure, yeah. yeah. But without art, we're fucked. <laughs> Guys, art is so important to us. Every time you watch TV, every time you watch a movie, every time you watch a movie and you feel something and you're like, oh, I learned a lesson from that. It's art. It's good writing. We need it. 
I was so deeply passionate about art and putting art into the world, telling good stories, because it helps us understand and comprehend the human condition, which is consistently so fucking messed up. You know, we're living in a world where we're watching children being killed on the other side of the planet. And, you know, we can feel this guilt living here in Australia. We're in an incredibly privileged place. And, of course, we have our own daily challenges in our society because this is the society we've been born into, this capitalist society and needing money and needing to achieve and needing to get the better car and the bigger house and everything. But, you know, I find myself putting into perspective just how lucky we are and I think it's important to watch the news and see what's going on overseas. But yeah, we still face our own challenges in our own ways. We're all just born into the life and the experience of life that we each have individually, eh? Yeah. Uh, we have talked about the guilt that we feel when things around the world are happening. And how can we be celebrating this and uh, whinging about that and whinging about this? The fact is we've been born in privilege. That's a fact. Mm. I said to Matt, the most important thing is what do we do with that privilege and that we're in a position where we can, uh, though it may be small change, do something with that privilege mm. uh, and not, as I used to say, shit on the privilege, uh, go out and just selfishly live your life. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with, with having beautiful things. There isn't anything wrong with that. Uh, I don't believe there is. I, I think the problem starts to is when you, see those things as the goal in life mm, yeah yeah more so life is everything else life is everything else they are not the goal they're not the goal of why we do things and many people may feel the same as that when you make those things your goal that's when you feel lost that's when you start going having your midlife crisis whatever that time is saying what's my life what am i doing with it because when we talk to jess uh jess orico orico our financial advisor a few episodes back uh, the pursuit of money for the money's sake uh, can be an empty yep. empty trip. And in her experience, the families with more money are the more disconnected families. They're the ones that are greedier. So uh, it's just a telltale sign. She knows she knows it from experience firsthand. Yep. It's hard to battle with that, though. It's so hard to constantly tell yourself that, no, that's not important. It is more important having less <laughs> and <laughs> holding your dignity and, yeah. um, mm. you know breaking through life and trying to break every barrier that you can because you're deeply passionate about something instead. It's really hard though. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. really hard. No, it's hard. We, I, you know, I, I've, I'm working in hospitality now. I've never worked in hospitality before. I never saw myself working in hospitality, but I've I got to say I've, I've been really enjoying it and it's, I'm learning a lot. You know, I saw, I, <laughs> you know, I'm so obsessed with watching acting inspo videos on Instagram and I have so many saved and like that's all that shows up in my Instagram feed is like actors that I love the most giving tips and tidbits of inspiration and, and um, um, information about how they got to where they are and what life lessons they've learned. And I think Sandra Bullock, I saw one of her the other day and she was like, work in a cafe for six months, <laughs> learn your craft. That is the stage I'm in at the moment. And I'm loving it, actually. If I'd get a few more shifts, I'd be happier. <laughs> yeah. This is the, the joy of Hello. casual work in hospo, but it's been fun. And yeah, oh my God, some of the stories that I overhear. The other day I heard some... Isn't the fun thing? That's what I miss oh. about being a flight attendant. You, you miss hearing people's conversations. Oh my God. There the were best. these lush... We live at the moment, well, we'll get into this a bit later. At the moment, we're living in quite a lovely northern suburb of Melbourne, 
this is where we could afford we, we really couldn't afford to be any closer to the city at this point in time so out here we've got a little yard for the dog and everything um very privileged area uh, you know the cafe that i work at is a lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of women um cashed up women coming into this cafe there was this table of four very lush ladies coming in the other day and i delivered them their sparkling water mm-hmm. and then i overheard i overheard something along the lines of um can you believe Janet lost her ring? $60,000 down the toilet. It's like, oh my God, who has a $60,000 ring? To lose down the toilet. Woo! <laughs> Janet God. Ho- Obviously Janet does. Hospo, fun. Really learn who we are as people working in Hospo. That's where people expect a lot from you. That's where you learn how high our standards are. Well, also you learn in uh, society. what people's values are. As a cabin crew member, I used to find out how people treat other people. Yeah. Uh, who they may view in a subservient role. Totally. I'm learning that. Yeah. yeah. So you get to know who are beautiful people who understand you're, you're just like them and you're just humans doing a job. Or you find out there's people out there that believe that they have a higher status and they treat you like shit. Exactly, yes. yeah. And but it, then if you were out in the world and you bumped into them and maybe you were dressed in your best, they'd yeah. treat you differently Yeah. than how they'd treat me, you if you were serving them a glass of water. Yeah. So mm. here's the challenge. When you go out to your next cafe, people, how about you just treat your people that serve you with beautiful respect and love yes. as you would? Absolutely. They're doing their absolute best. The, these guys are working within hospital. It's such incredibly hard workers. The chefs are passionate. You know, sometimes if it takes five minutes longer for your food, don't cause a fuss. Although <laughs> I have been that person in the past. People would always ask me, did you ever like spit in people's food? I was like, no. But we may... No, no. but... <laughs> no. No, but... No. <laughs> what did you do though? No, but when we're saying uh, goodbye at the door, we'd... Instead of saying thank you, we'd often say fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, you, fuck, fuck you. you. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. See you later. Say fuck you. <laughs> so you can say that with a smile, and they're like, huh? But they see you with a smile, and they don't know that you're saying fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, sir. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> they probably walk halfway up the thing and be like, Did I hear that right? Did, I, right? did he say thank you or fuck you? <laughs> <sighs> Hospitality, hey? Hospitality is but great. You know, people who know me and listen, I am a big advocate for all you cabin crew out there. People never see you for the role. Thank God they don't actually really see you for the role that you're really there is to evacuate people uh, off an aircraft. Save their lives. And also save the aircraft from fire, decompression, all those things. Mm-hmm. So my salute to you. You're all amazing. Yeah, you are. You are. What else have we learned this, this little season? Well... I mean, we've I, gone everywhere uh, from. I think the butt best, health. I think the I know butt health, <laughs> money, money, how to sleep well, what it means to have a good night's sleep, and how important a good night's sleep is for your mental health, yep. for your body restoration, everything. Adam mental Co- health's a huge one for me. Getting a good night's sleep. Um, yeah, Adam Cox. Amazing. Adam Cox, how to live authentically as a gay man, specifically for you gays. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, Penny McDonald. Penny Penny McDonald, one of my first acting coaches, and who I just feel like is just another mother in my life. I love her so much. I've learnt so much about her, about myself, my body, and that all becomes then part of acting. Who knew it was? I mean, who knew it was also Alexander Technique. The Alexander Technique. Yes, I have to burp. Excuse me. Um, Lisa Roberts Scott, my first singing teacher. Mm-hmm. She was incredible. And I hope people have been following Lisa. Amazing things. I've been overseas, but they're back again. Yeah, check her out at voicefulness.co. She, she always, she's one of the most wonderful, inspiring women, her and her beautiful husband, Jamie. And the 
continual struggle, but a success and struggle that they have. It is inspiring. Yep. They're going through a cancer journey in their family, Jamie. Yep. 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 Extremely inspiring. Yeah, they are. Uh, we've had the beautiful Helena Dix. <gasps> Helena Dix. Just last week. How good was she? She was... She, oh, I was so happy we ended with her. I was so excited to talk with her. She... Like, she's just achieved... I mean, I just can't imagine what it's like to achieve the highest dream that you could possibly imagine in your life achieving. And that is, uh, for her, it was singing for Metropolitan Opera in New York. The I role mean, of Norma. The role of a lifetime. Where do you go from there? Whew. I mean, I know I have big goals and big dreams, but I kind of figure, like, if I ever achieved them, <laughs> then what? You were so excited. <laughs> you were so excited to meet her. I know. She was amazing. And I was re reminded... Last night, I think I said on the potty that I remember that the time that I met her was at uh, in Melbourne. Mm. But I was reminded last night by Rob, it was actually, she was at Kirsty's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Kirsty, of course, our sleep expert. Sleep we expert. I was at the wedding. But yeah. at this wedding, if anyone's listening or Kirsty's listening, people, it was like nearly 50 degrees in Adelaide. Oh, and I was uh, the MC. Oh, even uh, more fun. I know. But what happened was by the time, and I was in the party, I was one of the best men. But by the time I got there, everyone was totally tanked. Oh. And Rob made was, your job a bit easier for the night. Yeah, but I, I yeah I forgot that she was there because I was not sitting at that table. Oh, I know. But she was amazing. Yeah, yeah, she was great. And of course, you guys learnt a lot more about us and our relationship and yes. polyamory relationship dynamics. You know, that but was I, a, that was a really that's yeah that's been a really fun potty that one. I hope though people have been able to pull out from that. Mm. Even whether they're monogamous or open uh, aspects that have helped them uh, assess their own relationships mm. and considered and understood that it's fine to talk to a specialist about your relationship. It's like oh, yeah. fine tuning it and continually we're always evolving in relationships. Mm -hmm. We're never at this point, you know, you think, you, you know, even from a marriage point of view, it's like they put the ring on, off they go and it's all fine and dandy, but that's where the hard work really relates. Mm. And whether it's marriage or not, mm -hmm. We have daily challenges. Oh, yes. And it's always good to check in with people. Definitely. Who can help you navigate that. Yourself, your friends, your family. Yes. Be really open and honest about it. We've been facing some challenges lately. Yes. In our world. Yes. Um, we did not expect to be moving house again after, well, we got the notice only six months after moving here. So for a couple of months now, we've been looking for another place to live. <laughs> and that's like feels like it's fully uprooted us again. Yeah, uh, we yeah. yeah. Well, we'll put first out. We're we're very privileged in in that we do have a home in Tasmania, and we're very blessed to have that. Yes, we do. We've got a little gorgeous little unit in Tassie, which we love. We renovated it just after COVID, and that's our little pad in Tassie. But we're we're chasing we're chasing bigger things. We're chasing our dreams. We are. I, I've never lived out of Tassie, and for me, this is a, a big, exciting part of my life. <laughs> it's really. You know, so moving here, we put ourselves into the rent pool. Yes. And we were really blessed to get this property first. Oh uh, my God. We were so lucky to get where we so are lucky. right now when we moved from Tassie because we couldn't go and inspect the properties. We had a friend come and see this one. Turns out that our landlord is a, a wonderful musical theatre performer in Australia, a well-established musical theatre performer, and, and she loves creatives. So we were blessed <laughs> with that. Um, but now they want to move back into their own home. Fair call. To grow their family. I mean, of course, cool. it's wonderful. It's amazing. But it's so shit <laughs> having to try and find another house again. So we've, oh my God. we've been out there today 
nah, it's it's not good. It's um, yeah. yeah, it's it's not good. We went to this one house today. Were there like close to fifty people there? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The prices have gone up. Honestly, the house we are in, there is nothing comparing to the house we are in. And we've only been in this place since March. So Prices have gone up. It's crazy. We've sort of done ourselves a disservice because we yeah. really love the area and love this house and nothing really compares. So if anyone's out there that has a house to rent. Sure. <laughs> Let us know. In Melbourne, somewhere. Yeah. Let us know. We are amazing tenants. We come with extremely good references. We, yes. we renovate we love houses to garden. and love to garden. We have one small dog. We have, who's He's well trained. Well trained. We are meticulous. I feel like... We're desperate. There's nothing wrong with being desperate. We feel feel like we have to do... We should do like an ad. You don't remember this, but Australia Australia You're Standing In It was a satire show like Fast Forward, but on the ABC. Way back... And they had the Dodgy Brothers. Right. And the Dodgy Brothers were like always selling stuff, but they'd be like, so come and get our wonderful... Car, it won't fall apart. I so that's like, us right now. I feel like we should be... So, so, we are wonderful tenants. We will not break up your house or ruin your bathroom. We will water the garden. <laughs> and it, please, if it has a bath, that's a bonus. It's true. So, give your house to us. <laughs> it's interesting seeing it from both sides though because we had to rent our little house out at the start of this year. And of course, we just spent two years renovating the place, and it was our yeah. pride and joy. And we, we, you know, we, 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 we love, we love our little Tassie home. We were just like two queens going, "Excuse me, uh, yeah, yeah, hello." So now we've seen it from both sides. <laughs> and look, some of the people maybe that, it's karma. Yeah, ah. there was one couple that applied for our house in Tassie, and they they pulled their they pulled their application because they had two large dogs, and our house wasn't going to be right for them. But you know, they sent this gorgeous cover letter with pictures of their dogs that. in frames and everything. So we've been trying to like emulate that, emulate that. But it is really hard. I think the stats were a couple of weeks ago that the twi- the rate of um, rentals on the market is twenty percent less than last year, with the same amount of people trying to snap up all these properties. So and in, it's really competitive and really tough. Causes know, a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. It is, and I'm sick of getting on realestate.com and you know that I've we've talked about being non-advocates of getting on these phones all the time. We are on these phones like... We're so hooked on our phones right now and like, oh, we can't miss out. We might miss a property. Which is a really shit. Yeah. In all seriousness, today there was one property, won't say where it was, and it was, it was cheaper, but it's still $500 a week. It was in really bad condition and the backyard was also really bad condition. And I was, I shouldn't, I was really quite shocked at the fact that the, the property the re- of that condition, yeah, is being put on the market for people to live in. Yeah, for um, still five hundred bucks a week. Still five hundred bucks a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is what it's getting to. So mm. anything half decent, you're looking at seven hundred and above. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In certain places, so mm. we really feel for people that are uh, maybe looking for rent or in those situations. And in that pool today, there were elderly people. Yeah. And my heart really goes out to people who are displaced because of this. Mm. You know, I know that interest rates are going up. Uh, landlords are looking at... Uh, Coming lever- back into and, their own homes. Yep, and lever- lever- leveraging yes. on that rate increase and putting up rent. But mm. it's affecting and pushing out people who really need that. We'll yeah. be fine. We'll be fine. We'll find something. We we've, will find. We've already been dreaming about going back to Tassie. We miss Tassie. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're not going back yet. We've got too much to do here in Melbourne first. <laughs> I just hear that. Yes! From all our Hobart people. Going, <laughs> I know. They're coming back already. I miss Tassie so much. What do you miss about Tasmania? I miss, all, I miss 
all of our friends. I miss our beautiful community that we have down there. I love the queer community in Tassie. I love our beautiful friends in Tassie. I love the art scene in Tassie. I'd only been in it for a couple of years, but I miss it. <laughs> Although I haven't immersed myself in the one here in Melbourne yet. I'm about to, which we'll get to. Um, well, let's talk about it now because well, okay. let's, let's bring it up. Sure. You're, you're about to immerse yourself. I'm We're, about to make my Melbourne debut so on the stage. So can you give me the, uh, the accent that you're going to be doing for this? Well, I'm going to be doing a bit of working class London from around 1500s, you know. And, so, And can we talk? I know that we may be not be able to reveal a lot because it's not well, out can, there yet. But I can tell you a little bit. All right. Tell right? me a little bit. So the name of the play is called Rough Trades and... Uh, it's going to be at the Motley Bear House from January 23 to February 10. <laughs> That's 23. 23 <laughs> to February 10. Mm-hmm. Rough trade. Keep an eye out. Have a look at me socials. I'll pop it all over the at 2 P social media pages and me own as well. And uh, <laughs> that will keep you a bit more updated. But essentially, I am going to be playing a... Uh, Yes. A working class lad. Yes. And 1500s London. Yes. He's a prostitute. <laughs> he is a gorgeous character though. I'm like initially when you first read something it's like okay. Mm. But the more work we do on the play, we've been starting rehearsals already, the more work, the more you discover on a script, the more you the more you learn about <laughs> each individual character, you know. You cannot it's it's we are such a judgmental society. We are. We judge we judge all the time. All of us do. Every single day when we look at someone, what they wear, what colour their hair is, what colour lipstick they wear. We judge people all the time whether we know it or not. When you're doing this kind of work and when you're acting, you cannot judge your own character. Maybe initially you will for a second, but when you get to know them, you realise everyone has a story and everyone becomes who they are because of the life they've been born into and the circumstances that are presented to them. You know, you can just imagine in the 1500s in a, a, a plague-riddled london at the time uh you know a young man that was born probably to a prostitute as well or or someone who was also born into disadvantage and he's just doing what he can to survive but he's a gorgeous character i'm so 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 excited um for this play and please come along and see it (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely yeah It's, it's comedic uh, yeah, but also has some serious background to it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful writing because I've been reading it with you. It's really beautiful writing. Uh, it's beautiful writing. Definitely mm. been reading it with you and uh, and laughing along. But uh, Stephen Dawson, director, this is, this writer, is the one I extraordinaire. It's right now. Everyone's saying so. Is he practicing at home? <laughs> oh yeah, I've been practicing at home. Haven't no, I? well, you prostitution, but yeah. oh, <laughs> well, I mean sometimes <laughs> with you. Yeah, have to do my have to do my research. He's got to do I? his research. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do research. I'm not actually I'm not actually prostituting no, myself. No. Just just to you, Ben. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's put just, some pocket money. Let's just put that out there. Man <laughs> is not actually prostituting himself. But uh, yes, rough trade, <laughs> Motley Bauhaus, January twenty third to February ten. Please come and see it. And yet we can all talk like that, eh? Oh yeah, that's right. That's Working right. class. You know, it's yeah, it's a real real lot of fun doing the you know, the Lovely. dialects and stuff. I always just go back to my uh, Les Miserables. Lovely oh. ladies working, working for a song. Working for a song. Yeah, every time Bevan says lovely lately, I sing that. I I've never even seen Les Mis. That I would meet a prince, but God Almighty, you have you seen, seen what's what happened, happened since? since? Yes. Mm. Les Mis fans. <laughs> 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 so yeah, totally excited to see that. And yep. very excited that you're getting your debut. 
in Melbourne. My Melbourne debut. I'm Mel- very excited. It is. I <laughs> did not want to be moving house while working on my <laughs> my first theatre production in Melbourne. That's been a bit shit because, like, in all our free time at the moment, we're looking at houses, going to look at other houses, packing our house. You know, whatever though. Challenging. It's challenging. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it true? What do you keep saying? You're learning resilience. <laughs> I fucking know. <oath. laughs> yeah, you're learning this resilience. This is tough. One of the main things we we say in in aviation industry mm. is that a lot of people are coming without resilience. A, a lot of younger people. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is true. Uh, not a lot of life experience, and we are having this phenomenal uh, sort of response where a lot of these people were like, uh, were 16, I guess, during COVID. Right. Yeah, which has really affected a lot of people. So resilience is something that not a lot of people come with or know how to do, and especially in aviation, we need people to be resilient just in case there's an evacuation or whatever, we can't have them sitting in the corner rocking. Sure. <laughs> sure. But this time is definitely teaching you this. Well, teaching us both. I mean... Neither of us expected to be moving again six no. months into Melbourne when we're both working really hard and, uh, you know, rent going up, preparing to have to pay more for rent. That's uh, also putting more pressure on, not getting enough hours in the hospo gig, probably have to get another gig, you know, and that's, you know, it's part of casual work, but it's what we've decided to do. What, what I find, though, that this is where it all happens, right? In, in amongst the chaos, when yeah. all the balls are in the air. Well, yeah, you, you know that you're actually living. You know that we're doing stuff. We're not just yeah. cruising along in yeah. automatic. This I is, actually don't weirdly... You, don't you feel this, well, is, this is good? I it mean, is good. Terrible, but good. Because I know in the past that I actually get weirdly anxious when st- something settles. Like when, yeah, we, when we finished our renovation in, in Tassie in our little house, when we had the garden all done... Then I'm like, all right, what now? All right, <laughs> what now? We have to do something else. Got to move. We have to move to Melbourne. <laughs> that was so, yeah, all right. All right, yeah. As, as anxiety-causing as it is right now with all the chaos going on, yes, it is good. Yes. Yes, it is good. But there are seasons in all our life and, and it's fine to have a season where nothing's going on. Yeah. And I would really like that to happen to us at some point where everything's happening and we're good and it's Whatever. Sure, I want. Babe, but this is not our season. This no, is it's our, not. This is our season for the wind to blow. For you, babe, <laughs> how many times have you moved house now in your life? Uh, this would be the thirty-fourth time. Thirty-four times. I so so badly want us to have a, a base where you know that you especially. I just want you to feel like you're settled and you can put every cookbook that you have out knowing yes. that we won't be packing it up in six months time and you know that's what i want and i know when at some point when we get back into tassie we'll be able to do <laughs> that again but you know how much i appreciate you uh, coming along this insanely crazy journey yeah with me i'm not a hostage i put my hand up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i put my hand in up. fact you pushed for it and you advocated for it uh, so. yeah be careful what you wish for <laughs> um but we spoke a little bit about this when we we're talking about what my journey that's my whole philosophy is that I just you just don't want to be doing stuff for the sake of it. Yeah. You 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 want to push yourself out there and challenge yourself to find out the sweetness of what life. Mm. Um and I just like you want to taste it. I I want to continually experience it and you know I say this all the time I wouldn't do, I couldn't do this without you. It's a privilege to do it with you even amongst the chaos. Yeah. Um 
you know I've always made decisions that yes have had consequences I've moved a lot because I've decided that at times I wasn't in the right place yeah and that had big consequences and you me. are a risk taker as well I'm a risk taker you don't for you <laughs> don't stand for the status quo you no. break barriers yes you do Thank You've you. carved your own life. I have carved my own life. Which comes Which with, is inspiring. Which I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Comes with its cost. <laughs> <laughs> but whether it's financial or emotional, whatever, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Neither would I. Yeah. You know, I, I sometimes go, Oh, people in their fifties the same age as me and they're yeah, all this is done and then we all compare ourselves yeah you compare yourselves to other people your own age who have got you know the boat and the car and the house and the you know semi-retired semi-retired <laughs> semi-retired <laughs> and i'm still gambling but it's all right but do they have this amazing partner dynamic authentic relationship uh exciting things around the corner we we follow this pattern don't we where we're heading to for my generation is heading for retirement. That's sad. <gasps> All you people who are in the 80s with me, we're heading for retirement. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! Woo! But it's like, why are we on this path? Like, why have we set this as a society if this is what happens? Life is not over. Yeah. Life is not a caravan around Australia, though that would be great. Oh, that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. But it's, Let's do that one day, shall we? But it's this sort of set pattern of what's ex expected of it. And I... I might be speaking way out of school, but I think a lot of people find themselves dissatisfied with that when, when they feel like, now what? Mm. The kids have all left home for many people, you know, now what? Where I'm with a 31-year-old and we're... Oh, you're 32. I'm 31. I'm 31. <laughs> <laughs> no, <why> <laughs> <laughs> We've been together for five years now. Sometimes we forget each other's age. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, you're not 32 yet. No. Um, but you've sort of like transported me back. <laughs> you get to live your new, live through your 30s again. Yeah. With, through me. With less hair. And I get to see what my life's going to be like in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fabulous? It's great. I if I'm anything like you in 20 years, I'll be a happy man. Mm. <laughs> the, gun, the guns are on. But I got no regrets. Yeah. Yeah, I got no regrets. And it doesn't mean that that's beautiful either if you've got you've got your kids and your family and you've got this beautiful head and full of retirement good for you. It's the, absolutely. The main thing I just want to say to you is that your life is not over. You still can just take on things... Uh, that you've always wanted to, and yeah. maybe you've got more space to do so. So do it. Don't don't sit there and go. Mm, go 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 go. We're we're thinking about things to do. Jess Keely. Mm, yes. Oh, Jess Keely. Oh, Jess Keely. Artist Jess Keely. A couple of episodes back, she was a wonderful chat. Amazing chat. So I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna do Jess's uh, classes next year. Water painting. Water painting. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited for you to get into some kind of hobby like that. You're some gonna jump on that hobby. too. You think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, depending on what happens next year after this play I'm doing, you know, if I if I get <laughs> on going work, then you know maybe I'll have to push my watercolor class. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. Why Good luck with that. <laughs> In well, the creative world, you never know. Well, no, you never know who's sitting in that audience. Never know. You may see the beautiful talent. You never know. Um, but Jess, totally inspiring. Uh, pottery is something you've always wanted to do. Pottery. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, I so want to do pottery. My head is like constantly noisy, like all the time. So physical stuff that I can do quietens my head. 
pottery is definitely something I want to do. I mean, I used to love playing with mud when I was a kid. So, I mean, <laughs> I feel like this would just be like being a big kid, I'm making cool things with mud. I don't know if that's exactly the same thing. But it's similar. <laughs> Wet clay, moulding things. Yeah. It's like the adult version of making mud pies. Jess did say it's the only time that her head goes, her, her mind goes silent. Yes. Is when she's, um, when she's painting. Mm. And, and that is something I'd love to pursue because... I just, my brain goes at 5,000 miles per hour mm. all the time and, and generally through the night. This, um, is, this is who we are as society now though, right? We're, constant, we're constantly connected to information all the time. All the time in our phones. Like, what is it? You get your screen reports now, and it's like you averaged four hours, yeah. five hours, six hours on your phone a what day you, this week. I mean, let's be honest. What is that? I mean, I know it's trying to help us realize how. Fucked we are because we're spending so much time, but it's just another it's, thing. It is crazy what our brains are capable of, though. Like, we hold a lot more information now. I mean, I think we're watching the new season on Apple TV now called Lessons in Chemistry, which love, is love that so season. good. So, so, so good. But it's like transporting us back into the 50s, 60s again. Mm. And there's one scene where there's this young girl going to a library for information and she leaves information that she wants <laughs> with the librarian. And then the librarian says, come back in three days and I'll find some information for you. <laughs> now we just Google it and we find out in 10 seconds. Naively, I was like, yeah, Matt, remember that time you, you know, you'd go into the there and ask him for stuff and they'd do yeah. your research? And Matt's like, I've always had Google. <laughs> I've had Google since like grade two. <laughs> I've always had Google. <laughs> But those who listen, can you remember when you'd go in and ask them to help for your research and they'd put it all into a basket, maybe the next day or whatever, all the books. I wow. still love that. And you'd, librarians are a beautiful, amazing resources and still yeah. are today yep. for research. Yes. And it's the best way to do research is to, so you don't have to troll through all the fake shit online. You just mm. go. There is the, a lot of, you have to find it though. You have, you have to, to find it. Make yeah. sure what you've got has credentials. Yeah. What you're looking at has credentials. Yes. Publish, publish papers, please. Yes. Publish papers is really important. But to circumvent, I don't know if that was the right word, but to talk you about this segue? again. No, oh, no segues onto something no, no, else. No, no, no. It's just about <laughs> finding things that quieten your head. Yes. Because with the connection we have to technology now, you know, our heads can become really noisy places. So find something that you can do. Knitting. Or, or you're something with your hands, gardening, cooking. Get into something when you're not touching your phone. Start a podcast. Start a podcast. Yes. Hey, uh, fellow creatives, we love creative stories as well. Fellow creatives, if you want to jump on with us, we will have a season two. We'll be back for season two oh, next year. Oh, we're announcing this? Yes. yes, we are announcing it already. <laughs> that will two. keep us accountable. So we will have a season two. Touch our uh, reach base. Touch base. <laughs> reach reach it. <laughs> Reach base. <laughs> Reach out to us. Touch base if you'd like to jump on season two with us because we love creative yeah, stories look, and we'd love to talk with you. Don't be bashful. Yeah. Uh, if you feel you'd just love to sit and have a chat, we'd love to podcast with you. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got some ideas for next season. Um, more wonderful people to talk to. More wonderful people. Yeah. Uh, we still haven't done an episode on acting on this season, which I kind of... Look, we're, we're, we, to be fair, we're wrapping our season up a little bit earlier than we expected because of you the know move. the whole moving house situation. We had yeah. to pack this shit up. Um, so I want to have a big deep dive on acting soon because it's like the thing I'm the most passionate about at this point in time in my, in the, my creative world. So we'll get into that. I want to talk about some movies. Yeah, and we're going to have a beautiful friend of ours 
yes. coming along and we're yes. going to be discussing we are. our five favourite movies, are we? Yeah, each, yeah. Each. Just lots more creative stuff, guys. It's it's And, and life stuff, just getting through the nitty-gritty of life. We want to do it with you guys. Um, if there's anything else that you want us to um, discuss with you, yeah, hit us up directly. Yeah, we, we might really... even come back with Ash again. Yeah, the uh, our psychosexual therapist. therapist. Yes, we could dive into some other dynamics. That was a great episode. There, that was a really great episode. Uh, one of our most popular episodes. It was one of our most popular episodes. Turns out you guys want to know how to uh, run successful relationships. Surprise, eh? surprise, surprise. Takes a lot of work. Takes a lot of work. It does. And Dr. Carlton, our butt doctor. Dr. Carlton, our butt doctor. Yes, <laughs> he was great. How are we all doing after learning about all that people? Bums. Bums. Like, having like my sister message me and she was like, I loved this episode. And I was like so anxious about putting that out, knowing that she might listen. I'm like, now she knows about your butt health. My butt health. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes, bums. I said to my we work. We do all have them. I did. Tell my work colleagues, you'll probably never look at garden hoses again the same. Oh, my God. Uh, no <laughs> one uses a garden hose to clean themselves out unless you're in an emergency situation. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. No. Oh. Never. It's be, be, be a bit cold. You have to have some warm water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, it's been really good. Now, we have had some sad news this week yeah. with the passing of your dad's father, your granddad. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah. My granddad passed away this week. And um, it's the first grandparent that I've really experienced losing. I lost my mum's dad, but I was only five in the 90s when I lost my mum's dad. So I, d- I never really, you know, got to know him or I didn't understand at the time. So this is the first time I've really felt losing a, a family member close family member yeah yeah it's i mean he's my dad's dad just seeing dad hurting seeing seeing what life is about it is part of life seeing how it can end though it's sad you know i wouldn't want to go the way granddad did yeah it brings up a lot of questions especially when people suffer to the end and big advocates of voluntary assisted dying here yeah yes yeah big time Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it does bring up a lot of questions of of why we, of course, we want to preserve life. But my opinion is, <laughs> you know, you want to preserve the quality of it. If there's no quality in life, yeah, why preserve that? Mm. Uh, respect it and allow it to go mm. Um, mm. instead of uh, keeping a heart going when yeah. the rest of the body just doesn't want to be. Yeah. Going, but when there's emotion involved, it's yeah. hard. I totally understand to let people go, of course. Yeah, but yeah. you don't at also at the same time want to see people suffer. Yeah, granddad was a beautiful man. He, yeah, I can't. I wish I got to know granddad a bit better. I feel like I never really, you know, knew granddad. I love him, I love him to bits. He was my dad's dad. Um, but yeah, I, w- I yeah. Often, often though, as we yeah. have discussed, we have different relationships with our relatives. Yeah. Some are more closer than others. Of course. Um, and this is can, sometimes you can feel conflicted about how you feel. Uh, some will hit you harder than others. Mm. I think I've told you that I've probably mourned uh, on and off differently 
uh, for the people that I've lost who are family and versus the people who are not my family, but I felt more closer to. Mm. So, yeah. And as you age and you continue to lose people, it'll be different mm. uh, for each person, mm-hmm. depending on how much interaction and how that person meant to you. Yes. It doesn't mean if you don't grieve as much for one person, they meant anything less to you. Mm. It just means that you may not have had a as a connection with them as you did with other people. Yeah. It just means yeah. it's a different way of mourning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crying is is awesome, but that's not the only way that people grieve. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, mm. there's like a guilt that comes along maybe if you don't cry or something. Yeah. yeah like, people always expect people to cry. Which, and it's sort of the flip side of it. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's, every morning is super different for everybody. But, um, you know. I think because we've got so much going on in our life at the moment as well, it's like just trying to not let my emotions rule me because oh, a few weeks ago, like I had this big meltdown and I was like, I don't want to move, too much going on, can't can't fathom all the balls that we've oh, got kind a, of thrown around at yes, this point in time. We called it a BMD. What is that? What? Big meltdown. A big meltdown. <laughs> it was a big meltdown. Yes. It's a BMD. I don't think I... Yeah. BMD. But like after that, like I'm like, my emotions were ruling me. I was not in control of my emotions at all. And at the moment, I'm trying my best to just keep in control of my emotions. Because at the moment, it could get the better of me. Importantly, though, you try try your best to do that as well, guys. If you're feeling down or if, if you're having a day when you feel like your emotions are controlling you, do something to take it back. Get outside. Don't doom scroll. That will not make it better. Yeah, don't doom scroll. And don't be confused. It's not about not recognizing how you're feeling and ignoring that. It's recognizing it and not allowing it to dictate then how you react against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Still got to recognize it, look at it, but not allow it to control uh, how you feel and mm. how it interacts with people around you. Yeah. yeah, look, that day was okay. I mean, you needed to have that day. Um just to get to it all day. out. You need to have that day. Yeah. Well, I just have chocolate. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. I usually binge eat. Probably not a healthy habit either. <laughs> Guys, we love you. And thank you so much for being our biggest supporters and sticking with us through this potty. And keep tuned on our um, social media pages for season two and what will be coming up for that in the new year. Uh, I hope you've really enjoyed this season. Yeah. We have absolutely loved uh, talking to all the people and your feedback has been wonderful. Thank you for your comments. They mean the absolute world. They do. Your likes, your subscribe. If just clicking that subscribe button for us means the world too (laughs) because it helps us reach more people. And uh, yeah. It does. Yeah, we we appreciate you. So until, stay resilient. Yes, yeah, stay resilient. Have a wonderful break. Whatever you are doing, whether you're celebrating Christmas or not, or having a holiday festive season, we just got to cover all bases here. Yeah. Um, have an amazing time. Just remember, it's just important to be with the people that you love, to stay present with them, and don't forget to enjoy and laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And stay safe. Love you guys. We love you all. Talk to you next year. <laughs> Bye. Bye.